Welcome back to the Almost Shameless Podcast with Tanya Ray Fox. I am your host, Tanya Ray Fox, and it is episode six, a week later than anticipated because I was battling a sinus infection last week and I was trying to uh, protect my immune system and take it easy uh, as much as possible. I obviously didn't want to get anyone else sick and I didn't want to get more sick, so I really laid low, and now it's uh, a week later, and it is the day that Tom Brady announced that he is not returning to the Patriots. So amidst all the craziness of the world health crisis that we are in, I am also dealing with the uh, inevitable reality of the heartbreak of sports. So honestly, I kind of wish I still had a sinus infection because that was less stressful than where we're at right now. However, we uh, now is the time that people need content to listen to and need to feel connected to the world while they're quarantined in their houses. So I'm going to do my best to, to stick it out with you guys. Um, The Tom Brady news is just the latest, but there have been a couple other notable transactions as well. Most notably, DeAndre Hopkins getting traded to the Arizona Cardinals in exchange for David Johnson and a couple of picks. Not even a first rounder. Quite the transaction there, and we'll have some more on that, as well as Stefan Diggs landing with the Bills. So we'll touch on that as well. I want to say you know, before I get into the football stuff, obviously, since we last talked, the free world has come to a grinding halt. And the United States was a little slow to react, but we are there now. And uh, coronavirus is in full swing here. I am lucky enough to be working for a company that has really stayed as ahead of the curve as possible, considering the circumstances here. Fox Sports uh, got in touch with us last Thursday to let us know we wouldn't be producing shows this week um, at the very least. And you know, so we were we were able to prepare for that. Um, they have been super communicative with us, the staff. They are encouraging telecommuting for everybody. Obviously, since we don't have any shows, there's very little work for me to do considering my particular role. Uh, so it's kind of like a a snow week for me. There's, you know, I'm obviously keeping tabs on things and staying in touch with people, but for the most part, I'm able to just focus on being home and being grateful for um, my current health and, you know, focusing on keeping it that way. Just really grateful for the way Fox Sports has handled everything. So I want to give them a shout out. Um, Not everyone is as lucky as I am. I have a full-time job with benefits and I know that this is an incredibly stressful time for everybody, particularly people who aren't full-time employed and don't have benefits and are out of work and might not be getting a paycheck. You know, there's the bartenders and waitresses and people who can't go to work and collect that paycheck and get their tips, which is incredibly hard to overcome right now. You know, there's nothing anybody can do. So I know that there's a lot of like outreach that's been being done and that's amazing. And I, um, and I want to thank the healthcare workers and the people who have been on the front lines of this grocery store employees who've been incredible. I saw a tweet that said, uh, grocery store workers had no idea that they were going to be drafted, you know, kind of implying that they are on quite literally on the front lines of dealing with a massive healthcare crisis by providing people the opportunity to stock their homes with food so they can quarantine themselves and 
the last time I went to the grocery store, I just made sure to be extra kind and thank them for being there and for working. And I hope other people are doing the same. I know that there's certain companies that are trying to step up and help their workers, and I hope that continues to happen. I know this is a little bit of a rant, but I also want to make it clear that while there are sports going on, and that's what we do, and that's what I'm going to keep doing, you know, because it's my only <laughs> real service I can provide from my home to my people. There are larger issues at hand and it really puts things into perspective, which is probably good on a day like this. You know, it's probably good to have something to remind you that, you know, Tom Brady not being the quarterback of the Patriots anymore is heartbreaking as a fan, but it's also, you know, just a small part of what's happening in the world right now. And certainly I've been practicing my gratitudes. So there's a, there's a lot of reason to look around and to be encouraged. And I don't want to focus on being negative. So uh, shout out to everybody who has not been able to stay at home and who has been doing work to take care of people. And, you know, the families of doctors and nurses and EMTs and people who are constantly risking exposure and exposure to their families. Those people are fucking awesome. Uh, In the meantime, the NBA uh, has come to a grinding halt. I actually talked about this on Locked On Patriots podcast last Friday, which I did with my guy Mike DeBate, and we talked about just how impressive Adam Silver has been throughout this process and how much the country really owes the NBA and Adam Silver for taking the situation as seriously as they did as soon as Rudy, Rudy Gobert tested positively. You know, they really were the leaders in the entire country of saying, we are taking this seriously. And as soon as they did, it seems like everybody else followed suit. Like they really set the example for the rest of the country. And we've always talked about how sports are obviously a big deal and they are a universal thing that we all connect through. But rarely are they put in an opportunity to lead the way in a, in a situation that is this vital to the health and safety of the country. I mean, that's crazy. And I really think when we look back on this, that their decision to suspend the season, it was a domino effect. You know, it, it had an effect on the NHL and the MLB deciding to do the same thing. And then other companies started to follow suit, you know, and obviously it coincided with a rise in the cases and the obvious like spreading of the of the virus and more and more word out of Italy and, and places like that that have been quarantined as entire nations has gotten over to us and people are, have heard more. But if they were, I just think that the NBA and Adam Silver particularly were really impressive and they deserve an incredible amount of credit. And if we're able to get this virus under control and flatten the curve to the point where our healthcare system isn't completely overwhelmed, I genuinely believe that he deserves some credit. Like, give the guy a Nobel Peace Prize, honestly. Because as one of the largest nations in the in the world and a nation that so much of the world depends on to set an example and to aid, you know, around the globe. The fact that we were so slow to react to this is jarring and it took somebody really stepping up and he did that. On the flip side, the NFL has really not done anything differently. And that leaves me obviously feeling conflicted. The NFL is my favorite league. It's the one I cover the most, but they have really not suspended any of their uh, off-season to any extent. As far as we know, the draft is still scheduled to, to go on in April. The free agency periods have gone on without any any sort of delay, which is controversial because obviously that, you know, ideally you're able to meet with players in person and that's a highly discouraged act at this point in time. 
So once again, the NFL seems to be on the losing side or the wrong side of optics at the very least, and perhaps ethics at the most. Uh, but here we are. And the and football really is the only thing happening right now in terms of news. You know, soccer leagues around the world have been suspended. The Euro uh, 2020 competition, which is supposed to take place over the summer, has been delayed until 2021. I think we're all waiting on word about the Olympics, but that's starting to be, uh, it's starting to look less and less likely that the Olympics are going to take place on time at the very least, and maybe at all, which is fucking heartbreaking. You know, there's just, there's nothing happening. We're all at a standstill outside of NFL free agency. So here we are. Normally at this point, I sort of like run down what kind of topics we'll be going over and stuff. But at this point, you guys know we're going to be talking NFL. So might as well just get into it. That stuff coming up. At this point, the news cycle for Tom Brady is that he will land either with the Bucks or the Chargers. Those are the two teams that have reportedly offered him money, um, $30 million or more a year, which is a lot of money for a 43-year-old quarterback who's never played for any other team other than the greatest coach of all time. So that's pretty intense. It's looking like those. it's going to be one of those two teams. As a Patriots fan, I would obviously prefer that he go to the Buccaneers because they're in the NFC. I think they're more, they're just a better constructed team to succeed. They have, first of all, they they have a fan base. It's not as big as most teams, but it's bigger than the Chargers fan base. They, I love Bruce Arians. I think he's an awesome coach. I think he would give Brady the autonomy that he's looking for. He would have excellent receivers and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. They usually have a pretty good defense. And I like Shaq Barrett and the guys that they have down there. So I'd like to see him go to the Bucks. I'm still getting used to the idea that we're going to live in a world where Tom Brady's not wearing a Patriots uniform. Obviously, this is news is only a couple hours old, but that's where my head's at right now. From everything I can tell, I read Tom Curran's latest piece. The Patriots just weren't willing to negotiate with Tom, and they left the door open, and he kind of just ha- had no choice but to walk through it. That, that Those are the words that Tom Curran used, and I think they're really apt because... For a guy who's proven himself time and time again, I'm sure it was really difficult for Tom to walk walk away. And Robert Kraft did say in his statement that they had an incredibly emotional meeting and that neither one of them was, you know, I think there was a lot of heartbreak that it has to end this way. But Brady has made it clear he wants to keep playing. And uh, Bill Belichick is nothing if not efficient and um, consistent in the way he runs his team. And committing to Brady for the kind of money that he is looking for and the kind of, and years, really, the years that he was looking for is just not the type of uh, business that Belichick has employed over the last 20 years that has led to 17 AFC's titles and nine Super Bowl appearances. You know, there is a stru- there is a system that works and this it, it, this didn't fall into that. And this is what happens <laughs> now we know. When someone is as good as Brady has been for as long as he has been. You know, we've never seen somebody be this elite for this long, for 20 years. People, you know, two separate dynasties, 10 years apart. And, you know, it's like you want to see something like what Drew Brees is doing in New Orleans. And you want to see you want to see Brady retire with the Patriots. And I think that that's what Brady wanted in his heart of hearts if he could have chosen. I think that's what he wanted. But, you know, as, as a person who is 
clearly committed to continuing to keep the Patriots a competitive franchise and looking to the future, Belichick is probably doing, uh, well, in fact, I know he's doing what he thinks is best for the team, and he's probably right. You know, he's never been wrong yet. Like, he's committing to Brady at this point and not being able to develop the next quarterback, you know. Maybe it would set them back. And in his statement today, he was clearly emotional. You know, his clear his statement was incredibly thoughtful. And he spoke so highly of Brady. And he called him the greatest quarterback of all time. He expressed the kind of emotion about Tom Brady and their relationship that we've never seen him express now that he's gone, you know. And that's just how he operates. That's clearly how he works You know, I saw the love and the camaraderie between them when they were together on the NFL 100, talking about their years together. And they both, when they taped that, they both knew that this was, that it was the beginning of the end, you know, and you could tell that the respect between them was so high. So I believe that Belichick is going to miss Brady and going to miss the kind of, he's never going to have a quarterback like that again. He's never going to have a player like that again, or a relationship with a player like that again. You know, it's special. And there's just something a little heartbreaking about the fact that they couldn't end it together, that they couldn't end Brady's legacy and his career together. And I know that Robert Kraft feels the same way. So at the very least for Patriots fans, there is a little bit of solace in knowing that all three people involved, Kraft, Belichick, and Brady, are heartbroken. Um, Because at least as fans who feel that way, we kind of feel like we can all be on the same page with that. And... It opens the door for us to wish Brady success wherever he ends up, you know. And I'm literally just looking at my phone right now, and uh, it has just been reported that Tom Brady is going to sign with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when the league year begins tomorrow. So there it is. Um, The Buccaneers always made the most sense uh, when, you know, always. Oh, yeah, they've always made... No, since the news came out this morning and over the last couple of days thinking about if he didn't go to the Patriots, the Buccaneers uh, certainly made the most sense in terms of what he's looking for. Um, they're both... It's a it's a good roster on both sides of the ball. Uh, good coaching. Bruce Arians is an open-minded guy. He's, he's a quarterback guru. Um, remember, Bruce Arians has worked with Peyton Manning... He's worked with Ben Roethlisberger. He's worked with Carson Palmer. This is a guy who is exceptionally um, well-versed in the modern quarterback. And I think that Brady will find a lot of uh, camaraderie with him. He's an old school guy like Belichick. You know, they're of the similar age and obviously completely different styles and completely different personalities. But there is some... That, you know, that's a guy who has stature that Brady can respect, so it makes a lot of sense. NFC team, uh, I don't know if that played into it at all for Brady. Obviously, that hasn't come out yet, and we'll find out more. But, uh, man, I don't even know a Buccaneers fan. But, hey, the, Tampa, the, the Super Bowl is going to be in Tampa this year. So, or next year, I guess, you know, 2021 for the 2020 season. So, if Brady wants to make a run at having that home field advantage in Tampa, he's got his chance now. Uh, so there it is. Tom Brady will be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. With any luck, they'll bring back those orange creamsicle uniforms because those things at least are 
not an, a total and utter eyesore. For the love of God, I really hope they change the like fonts on those numbers because like, oof, those uniforms are bad. Uh, there's a part of me that is like, damn, he's going to have Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Like, holy shit. If he's got anything left in the tank, and I think he does, man, he could have a really, really good season. I'm just really grateful he's not going to the Chargers, honestly. That would have just been brutal. That just would have been embarrassing, you know? Like, don't go to the team whose ass you've kicked for, you know, two decades. Wow, okay. Well, not a lot of time to process this, but there you have it. I know we kind of went over that a little earlier in the podcast, and uh, here we are. Makes sense. Okay, then. Uh, well, take a little time to process that and digest it. And uh, hopefully maybe be back with you later in the week to check in on any other developments. On the flip side, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this before, but my fiance is a Cardinals fan. He's from Arizona, so he's a Cardinals fan. He's always He's always liked Tom Brady, even before we were dating. And He's always rooted for the Patriots with me. Obviously, there's a lot been a lot more to root for in New England over the last six and a half years since we've been together. So that's been, you know, kind of the like prevailing uh, fandom in our house a lot of times. But he is a Cardinals fan and he was pretty freaked out when they got DeAndre Hopkins yesterday because it was like almost too good to be true. He's like, well, what do we give up? Would we give up our first rounder? And I'm like, I'm searching for the you know, the details of the transaction on my phone and I'm looking through and I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. And then I find it and I'm like, nope. And not only did they not give up a first rounder, but they unloaded David Johnson and his crappy contract onto the Texans. I couldn't, I truly couldn't believe it. It's astounding to me how many bad transactions and how many great players Bill O'Brien has just moved on from and the Texans seem to give him more and more power every year. I can't fathom it. I would be, if I were Deshaun Watson right now, I would be like, what did I ever do to deserve this guy? You know, like what, what did you do in a past life, Deshaun? Honestly, because this is like some, this has got to be karma or something. I, I can't, I can't imagine what anybody would, would have done to have to deal with Bill O'Brien on a regular basis running. They, he's got Deshaun Watson's entire future in his hands and he's trading away DeAndre Hopkins. And not just that he's trading him away, but got absolutely fleeced. I mean, he's made Steve Keim, the GM of the Cardinals, look like a genius. It's unbelievable. Here, let me read you the details of this trade. So DeAndre Hopkins was traded to the Cardinals in exchange for David Johnson, a second rounder, a 2021 fourth rounder. That's it. So they're going to be paying David Johnson $11.25 million dollars instead of paying DeAndre Hopkins $12.5 million, who's just an otherworldly receiver, one of the best offensive players in the league. Meanwhile, to put this into perspective, to get Stefan Diggs from the Vikings, the Bills gave up a first rounder, a fifth rounder, a sixth rounder, and a 2021 fourth rounder. So they gave up a significant portion of their draft and a pick from next year, including their first round pick, to get Stefan Diggs, who is an excellent receiver and will absolutely make the Bills a better team and will be a great asset for Josh Allen, but he's not DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, did did Bill O'Brien even talk to the Bills about <laughs> about DeAndre Hopkins? Who was, how did, I just don't understand how in this day and age you aren't more 
like, even if you're not a great GM, I'm not a GM at all. I've never even worked for an NFL team. And I can tell this is a bad deal. I can't tell if this is a situation where the Texans just let him do whatever he wants. And because he didn't get along with DeAndre Hopkins, he just was willing to get him off his back. But like to take on David Johnson's deal and not demand more from the Cardinals who have a, like they have talent they could have included in that deal, including Christian Kirk, who's a great young wide receiver. I just can't wrap my brain around it, you know? And the Vikings made out like bandits for a player that very obviously didn't want to be in Minnesota anymore. He'd made it clear he wanted out. Obviously, they kept trying to deny it all offseason, but Stefan Diggs had made it clear he wanted out of Minnesota, and the Vikings still got a boatload for him. You know, the Bills had probably more negotiating leverage than even the Texans had, and they still had to give up three of their picks in this draft, including a first rounder. It's unreal. You know, the Texans are just, I don't know, man. It's just inexplicable to me. But uh, that's the state of things right now. That's, That's where we're at. It's looking like the NFC West is going to be the division to beat next year. I mean, that's that division is going to be absolutely stacked. The Seahawks are always good because they have Russell Wilson, who's, you know, a top three quarterback in the league. And regardless of how Pete Carroll screws things up around him, how bad his offensive line is, whatever, Russell Wilson's going to find a way to get the Seahawks into the playoffs, especially now that there's going to be a seventh playoff team in the mix. And obviously the 49ers are in great shape, reigning NFC champions. Now the Cardinals are looking like easy playoff contenders, if, especially if they can get their defense on track, which I think they can. They have Chandler Jones, who's one of the best defensive players in the league. And I don't, I think that offense is going to really explode. Uh, they still have Larry Fitzgerald, who he's obviously not prime Larry Fitzgerald, but who oh boy, I think, you know, it's like that's a division you could see every single team winning 10 games, you know, and I don't know if there's going to end up being a 17 game season yet. I know that that's on the table. There's like a way to opt into it. I forget what the, I forget what the parameters are. It's something to do with the TV rights and things like that. But if we do end up with a 17 game season, then that would maybe even translate to 10 and a half or 11 wins per team. Who knows? They're going to beat up on each other. That's for sure. Uh, meanwhile, the power has completely shifted in the AFC East. Okay, maybe I won't say completely, but I think the Bills are getting better every minute. And uh, they certainly are, you know, I could see them going into the season as maybe the favorite in the AFC East at this point. Their coaching is fantastic. Josh Allen is, again, like, he's gotten better every year and got them to the playoffs this year. He's athletic. He is now surrounded by weapons. It's kind you know, it's like, I don't want to write the Patriots off by any means because obviously they still have a great roster and they still have Bill Belichick and it's still the Patriots. Even without Tom Brady, we've seen, obviously we've seen them succeed 11 and five season without Tom Brady. We know that they can, that can be done. It's just hard to really project where they're going to be at and until we know who their quarterback is. And let's be honest, if it's Jack, Jarrett Stidham, they are, not going to be going into this season as a as a favorite to win that division. It's just not going to happen. Uh, the Dolphins are definitely trying to rebuild. Um, obviously, we'll see what they do for quarterback in the draft, but we can't predict how things are even going to go over the next month and a half for the draft because obviously we don't know where we stand with coronavirus and how that is going to play out and 
where we're going to be at health-wise in another six weeks. So there's a lot to think about, you know. Uh, in the meantime, I think this is going to, I'm going to sign off. It's a shorter episode, but uh, I did want to check in with you guys and make sure that you all know I'm, I'm uh, thinking of everybody. I'm, I want my listeners to know I am here if anybody needs any help or wants to spread the word on people who do need help. Um, I think as a community, we should come together. So I just, you know, I want to touch base with you guys and let you know that I'm doing well over here. I hope you guys are doing well. Um, stay in if you can. Uh, stay on top of your, you know, your Lysoling, your areas. Uh, if you can get like a, a healthy um, alternative spray with essential oils in it that you can, that's safe to use on food services and on your clothes and stuff, do that. Spray yourself down when you get home and be sure to check in on your elderly neighbors and relatives and be kind, just be kind to one another take care of yourselves and I will talk to you guys soon. We'll, we'll get back on the air when we, uh, when we know a little bit more about what's happening with the season. All right. Thanks guys. Stay safe, happy, and healthy. Talk to you soon. Bye.